Happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast, Grab It Quick News. This is season four of my podcast for those of you tuning in and the fifth episode. As always, I want to give a big shout out and a huge thanks to everyone who's been listening and writing me. We are still in the month of December, and December brings with it the longest night called Winter Solstice, as well as Joyful and Gracious Vibe. This month, we have had the Electoral College solidify our American voice by officiating the Electoral College results for President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. We have also had Pfizer and Moderna roll out the COVID-19 vaccine, and we are seeing it administered to our healthcare essential workers. The Supreme Court has also shut down that stolen election nonsense. What a great way to ring in the new year. For the majority of us, It feels like Christmas has really come early. Let's get started. A gentle reminder, if you're 18 or younger, you should not be listening to this without your parents' consent. Let's get it. Doctors say CDC should warn people the side effects from COVID vaccine shots because it won't be a walk in the park. This story was published Monday, November 23rd of 2020. It was updated Wednesday, November 25th of 2020. It is written by a healthcare reporter named Berkeley Lovelace Jr. Public health officials and drug makers need to warn people that the coronavirus vaccine shots may have some rough side effects so they know what to expect and they are not scared away from getting the second dose. Doctors urged this message during a meeting Monday with CDC advisors. The recommendations come as states prepare to distribute the potentially life-saving vaccinations as early as next month. Dr. Sandra Freihofer of the American Medical Association said both Pfizer and Moderna's vaccines require two doses at varying intervals. As a practicing physician, she said she worries whether her patients will come back for the second dose because of the potentially unpleasant side effects that may experience after the shot. We really need to make patients aware that this is not going to be a walk in the park, Freihofer said during a virtual meeting with an advisory committee on immunization practices, or ACIP, an outside group of medical experts that advised the CDC. She is also a liaison to this committee. They are going to know they have the vaccine. They're probably not going to feel wonderful, but they've got to come back for that second dose. Participants in Moderna and Pfizer's corona vaccine trials told CNBC in September that they were experiencing high fever, body aches, bad headaches, day-long exhaustion, and other symptoms after receiving the shots. While the symptoms were uncomfortable and at times intense, the participants said they often went away after a day, sometimes even sooner, and that it was better than getting COVID-19. Both companies have acknowledged that their vaccines could induce side effects that are similar to the symptoms associated with the mild COVID case, such as muscle pain, chills, and headache. One North Carolina woman in the Moderna study who is in her 50s said she didn't experience a fever, but she did suffer a bad migraine that left her drained for a day and unable to focus. She said she woke up the next day feeling much better after taking Excedrin, but added that Moderna may need to tell people to take a day off after the second dose. If this proves to work, 
People are going to have to toughen up, she said. The first dose is no big deal. And then the second dose will definitely put you down for the day, for sure. You're going to need to take off a day after the second dose. During the meeting on Monday, Dr. Nancy Messonier, director of the CDC's National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Diseases, said that the agency would work to develop guidance if a healthcare worker got a vaccine and then felt unwell the next day. How does that impact planning on a hospital level in terms of which staff gets vaccinated which day, she said. Patsy Stinchfield, a Children's Minnesota nurse practitioner, said officials and drug makers could try talking about the side effects in a more positive way. She said that you should use language like response instead of adverse reaction. These are immune responses, she said, a past voting member of the committee. And so if you feel something after the vaccination, you should expect to feel that. When you do, it's normal to have some arm soreness or fatigue, body aches, and maybe even a fever. It sounds like in some of these trials, maybe even having to stay home from work. Dr. Grace Lee, a professor of pediatrics at the Stanford University School of Medicine, agreed, saying a coronavirus infection could be detrimental to an entire family. If they have to miss 14 days of work, that's a huge amount to miss, said Lee, who is a member of the ACIP, who told the CDC. I think we do have to think about the vaccine itself. While there may be some short-term work loss issues, I do think that it has to be balanced with the risk of getting the infection. Stinchfield said some people in the trials have actually been disappointed when they didn't suffer the side effects being reported by others, thinking that they had gotten a placebo. The committee meeting comes three days after Pfizer and its partner, BioNTech, applied for an emergency use authorization from the FDA for their coronavirus vaccine. The FDA process is expected to take a few weeks and an advisory committee meeting to review the vaccine has been scheduled for early December. Some Americans could get their first dose of the vaccine in December. ACIP is expected to call an emergency meeting to make specific recommendations on distribution once the FDA authorizes a vaccine. Federal agencies are already sending vaccination plans around the staff. Five agencies have started telling employees that they could receive Pfizer's or Moderna's COVID vaccine in as little as eight weeks. So this is my two cents about taking the vaccine. Dr. Fauci said something very interesting. He said, even if we all took the vaccine, we are still going to have to do the work which is wearing a mask, watching, washing our hands, and doing social distancing. I will be getting the vaccine when it is readily available to me, and I think everyone should do that. I think it will help curve it, and I also think we will be able to get rid of it. If you are not comfortable taking the vaccine, then I would say wait until the end of the year because that way you know they're going to be sending out different, it'll be the same vaccine, but it may be a little better as far as side effects. But do not, I repeat, do not think that you're just going to be okay if you don't take the vaccine. The vaccine is for asymptomatic people. It's also for people who do not have it, and it's for people who have contracted it already. The whole point of this vaccination is to stop the spread. And if some people decide that they don't want to take it and some people decide that they do, that's not going to help. So you must do your part as an American citizen, as a human being on this planet Earth, and get your vaccination. 
be very mindful about the side effects. This has been the only article that I've read that really um, gives you an insight on what to expect. And as I've just read, several people um, had side effects and a lot of people didn't. So just remember that. This is something that we all need to do in order for our lives to go back to normal. And I think that's what everyone wants, right? We want to go back to normal. We want to be able to go to the beach. We want to be able to travel with the windows down. We want to be able to hug our friends, shake hands, French kiss. Hey, we all want to do something. You know what I mean? So let's just make sure that we're being educated with our choices. And let's make sure that we're using our brain and not our emotions to make sure that we go ahead and get this vaccine. Handling COVID in the winter, 2020-21 winter months. So this story is just about how we would be handling COVID in these upcoming winter months. So here we go. Um, This is also recommended by CDC. And they say you need to wear a mask with two or more layers to stop the spread of COVID to protect others and yourself. So the step that we've always used is we're going to eliminate our face touching because we know that the fingers can transfer the virus to your eyes, your nose, your mouth 12 times an hour. So we're going to make sure that we are washing our hands and we also want to make sure that we are washing our winter gloves daily. So um, maybe buy 10 gloves and that way you can wash one, two, and then still have some backup gloves. And also a thing that I do is even with my winter gloves, I still wear my regular latex plastic gloves underneath as well. I just like to be very, very safe. So then our second step is we're going to eat plenty of fruits and vegetables because leafy greens and fruits high in vitamins are going to help us keep our immune system boosted. We're going to triple our hand washing as we have been doing. And I want to say everybody who's been washing their hands, triple hand washing, good job. But we're going to um, do that. And it's also stated that about 6% of humans are not washing their hands properly. So if you feel like you're not washing your hands properly, this is a really good time for you to um, look up updated hand washing method videos. You can actually just type that in and you can find um, some on YouTube. So our next step is we're going to make sure that we are getting seven plus hours of sleep at night because the more sleep we have, the better our immune system works, the better our immune system works, the better we can fight off any infections. We're also going to be exercising 30 minutes every other day. If we're not going to do every other day, then we need to make sure that we're at least doing an hour um, two times a week. Handshakes are still canceled even while we wear our gloves. Um, So just like elbow shake, um, you know, air kisses, that whole thing. So we're going to disinfect our surfaces by using the spray wipe spray method. So for some of us, we know what that is because it's a medical terminology and we have kids, (laughs) some of us. And then others of us, we don't know what that is. So basically what the spray wipe spray method is, is exactly what it is. So you're going to take your cleaner of choice. You're going to spray your countertops or table. You're going to let it sit for exactly 30 seconds. You're going to wipe it dry. And then you're going to spray a fine mist of the same stuff 
over the table or countertop and then you're going to let that air dry. All right, our next step is we're going to improve our air quality. If we have not already done this, we wanna go ahead and maybe get a humidifier if we need it, because we know that viruses dislike humid air. We're also gonna meditate two to six times weekly because meditation is an easy way to help support and regulate a healthy immune system. This winter, we wanna make sure that we're wearing our mask over our nose and mouth. We wanna secure it under our chin. We wanna make sure that it fits snugly against the sides of our face. If it's not fitting snugly against the sides of your face, air is able to get in there and you can possibly get infected. We are also going to be wearing a mask indoors as well as outdoors, especially if it's outside of our home. I also suggest that we wear two masks while we're indoors, especially in heavily crowded places. In cold weather, you need to wear your mask under your scarf, your ski mask, or your balakoba, okay? So keep a spare mask in case your mask becomes wet from moisture in your breath or from rain or snow. All right, we have reached the second half of my podcast, The Letters to Jessica. Our first letter is from a female in Washington State. She writes, Dear Jessica, do you have any advice for me in regards of things I can do for this month to help me um, stay joyful, happy, and sane during the holiday season? Oh my gosh, female in Washington State, I think we are all feeling that way. So every month this year since the pandemic, I have made it my goal to stay, I don't want to say entertained, but sane. And one of the things that I do is sometimes I'll write seasonal bucket lists. So I'm just going to give you a few from my winter bucket list. So this is things that I do as well. You don't have to do all of them. You may find a few that you think are right up your alley. So one of my favorite things to do is random acts of kindness. So whether I'm in the grocery store and I have paid for my groceries and I may tell the cashier, here's $20, let the next person behind me have that $20 applied to their groceries. Or I may find um, a person selling flowers and then buy all the flowers and then send them to a nursing home because I know um, elderly people are not able to visit their loved ones, but I know flowers always cheer up a room. Sometimes I will go um, to a homeless shelter and just pass out sandwiches just because I like to see the smiles on their faces. Um, Then the next one, um, drink or make hot cocoa from scratch. And I know this sounds so easy, but try it. (laughs) I always tell people, if it sounds easy, sometimes it's not. And making hot cocoa from scratch is not easy because you got to figure out what cocoa you like, what chocolate you like. Will you use almond milk, sweet milk, buttermilk? See? Yeah. So it's really fun. That will take, you know, a a really, it'll take up a majority of your time, but it'll be in a relaxing way because I always find when you have to focus cooking, adding ingredients, it makes you a little lighter, even though it's work. You know what I mean? So then um, if you haven't already, maybe decorate your house. I notice a lot of people have really taken the last four years hard and now we're at the final stretch and people are just spent. 
But I always like to remind people that the reason that we have these holidays so close together, October, November, December, I feel like the government knows that we need a way to decompress after such a volatile year. October is kind of a way for our kids to have their little one day of freedom. November is to bring people together to um, show your gracious spirit. And that gracious spirit should go ahead and float on to December. And then when we have December, it's the Christmas cheer, the spirit of giving. It basically makes us ready for January. It gives us that energy boost like, okay, I can I can handle the next new year. So if you have if you've decorated it, maybe add a little more, maybe make it like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, <laughs> like, you know, lights, 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 ornaments everywhere. Then another one I do is I make a new holiday treat. Um, this year, my new holiday treat will be Thin Mint Cookies. Um, Paula Dean makes Thin Mint Cookies, but I'm going to revamp her recipe, and I think that will be super fun. And you can do any holiday treat that you like, whether that's reindeer corn, candy, corn, you know what I mean? Anything, as long as... It's something that is keeping you occupied and keeping you moving, okay? Also, there is something called caroling day, and that's where you can go see carolers sing or you can volunteer and sing with them. Now, with um, the COVID um, guidelines right now, if I were you, I would just check my local community and I would see if they are going to be having carolers or a caroling day. If they are not, a really good idea is to just um, start singing Christmas songs by yourself. You know what I mean? Um, decorate your Christmas tree, stand by your Christmas tree, and do it and just sing Christmas carols. I know when I was little, that was like one of my favorite things to do. I would stand around our large Christmas tree and I would just sing Christmas carols to it. And it always seemed to make my Christmas just a little brighter. Um, a really fun one is find a reindeer. Because a lot of people don't know, but when Santas are in town, usually someone has a reindeer. So find a reindeer, take a picture with them, have a good time with it. Read a Christmas story or read your favorite Christmas story. Go sledding in the snow. If there is snow, get a kiss under the mistletoe. Send greeting cards or letters. Go ice skating outdoors, preferably. Eat Christmas themed candy, hang or decorate your stockings. And I, you know, people don't decorate their stockings anymore. You can, you know, order your monogram stockings on Pottery Barn and Target. But there is something to be said about decorating them yourself and saying, no, I want this particular button and it will remind you. And as the years progress, You'll be like, oh my God, I made that stocking. And that memory of how you made it, why you made it will be even more sweeter. Um, we already said uh, make holiday treats. So bake some cookies of your choice, maybe chocolate chip, pecan, macadamia nut. Just go crazy, girl. And again, that could fall into the random act of kindness. You bake all these cookies and then you give them away to people who will enjoy them. Listen to Christmas music. And I know we all get stuck on last Christmas. I gave you my heart. No. Find the one that you like. The music that really just, you know, puts you in the mood. I always love, my favorite um, is Nat King Cole. And then uh, Please Come Home for Christmas. I know I'm so depressing. But... <laughs> I usually like low-key Christmas music. A little jazz Christmas music is always nice. But there are so many genres of Christmas music that 
it can really end up being a fun thing. Like, oh my God, I didn't know he made a Christmas cover or I didn't, you know, find your favorite artist, musician and see if he has a Christmas cover. And if he does, listen to it. You know what I mean? Just, just have fun with it. Look at Christmas lights. When I was little, my parents would pile us into a car with hot cocoa and we would go into the rich part of town and we would look at their Christmas lights because rich people usually knew that the poor people were coming to look. You know, that was the thing. Now everybody has Christmas lights and we would just, you know, give ribbons out like first place goes to this house. Second place goes to this house. Of course, we're not telling these people that but that would be the game that we play so maybe get your significant other or your girlfriends to do it with you and you guys can have like a slumber party after yeah it's good ideas um build a snowman when the snow permits you build a snowman um make a gingerbread house or even a gingerbread town Uh uh-huh now that's the challenge most people like i'm gonna do a house i'm gonna do a train but to make a gingerbread town I challenge you, ma'am. Um, play in the snow. When it snows, that's what we do. We play. And then our last idea that I'm going to give you is write a letter to Santa or a loved one. And really, the letter doesn't have to be what you want for Christmas. The letter is just simply you journaling your feelings. And maybe it's, Dear Santa, I've been really down this year. Jessica recommended that I do a winter bucket list. And these were the things that I did from that winter bucket list. Maybe keep it and then put it in a time capsule for two years years three years five years or whatever and read it and then reminisce on yeah I was down that Christmas but I I want to tell you don't be discouraged and don't feel bad I think everybody we're at that last stretch so it's like what else can we do we've watched all the movies like I've watched every movie on Hulu every movie on Amazon Prime every movie on Netflix you know what I mean so now it's like well what do we do so now the best thing is just to be active stay positive and most of all Have a Merry Christmas. My second letter is from a female in Arizona. She writes, Jessica, how do you feel about Pornhub's decision? Do you think that it will help or hinder the adult film industry? Oh, well, she just went straight for it. Usually, I don't like to talk about um, adult sites, but I feel like most people don't understand what's going on. So this is what's going on. Apparently, um, Pornhub has decided that if you are not a legitimate adult film actress, such as myself, if you don't have the actual credentials like an IMDb page, you haven't worked with a real production company, and you're not verified, because that's the whole thing. We're all verified. We're either with the adult act, um, film guild. We all have IMDb pages. Like We're, we're legit actresses, okay? So if you don't have any of that, they are not allowing you to upload content. They are also not allowing you to download any free content. They are only letting you down, download the content that you have paid for. You have a lot of angry people out there right now, models especially, because the majority of those models are not verified, meaning that they did not do what I did, which was go to Hollywood, California, shoot your movies and get, you know, the official seal. So now it's causing this huge stink 
But the reason that Pornhub did it was because they were having so many people complain about the uploading of child pornography, the uploading of revenge porn, and the uploading of minors. So, and also rape. So it was a lot of very dark adult content that should not have been uploaded. And the issue that I have with Pornhub is you guys are a very large site and you guys are just allowing that to happen because I know with me being a verified model, um, if I want to update my clips, like now I want to go ahead and add like a 18 personal message about not being 18 and watching my adult film. But there is a rule on Pornhub where if you take down a video, even to edit it, you cannot upload that video again. But somehow, some way, these other things are happening. So now people are a little annoyed with Pornhub because they have let so much shit slide. And this is one of the things that they let slide. Do I think that it's fair? No. But has Pornhub ever been fair? No. So now a lot of models will probably have to relocate to a different pay site and actually have to do the work or quit. And I say this with all due respect. This is a big reason why you have to be a professional in this business, because the companies will change the name of the game to save their own ass and you will be left out in the cold. This is a big reason why I am so um, opinionated about free pay sites. I'm so opinionated about sex workers' rights and decriminalizing it because if they had already decriminalized pornography, sex work, especially nowadays, do you think Pornhub would be getting away with a lot of the shit that they've gotten away with? No, they wouldn't because there would be regulations set in place. They would have to be accountable. And that's what's happening with a lot of these adult industry free sites is that there is no accountability. There's just not. You can sue them. Yeah, you can sue me. But all I got to do because it's the Internet and it's like Texas before, you know, when the Wild West, I can I can just slap a disclaimer. And now you can now your lawsuit is frivolous. So just remember that. So how do I feel about the decision? I think that the decision, it was better late than never. I felt like this decision should have been made as soon as Pornhub opened. But a lot of people don't really know the history of Pornhub. Pornhub was built off of the backs of our free content that was stolen. Yeah. So a lot of performers... You know, we may not talk about Pornhub. We may not even want to be on Pornhub, but we're going to continue to uplift it because we know that it is one of the only pay sites that or free sites that will promote us. You know what I mean? Like it's a big one. But at the end of the day, I think that the adult film industry needs to be held accountable and that's what they're doing. I think if we just give it time and models are very vocal and organized because that's the number one thing that I think adult um, film workers need to do is they need to be organized. The more organized you are, the less shit people can do, right? 
So the if we get more organized, I think we can go ahead and get Pornhub right on together, as my mother would say. But all in all, it's a great move. That means no more child pornography, no more minors, no more amateurs just uploading crazy shit. It's just going to be, you know. And another thing with the downloading, I think that's great because I have had to have, you know, a few lawyers try to, you know, take down my porn from other people's sites that I did not verify or authorize. I've had a private investigator um, find a gentleman who was using my pictures to um, trap with another woman, endangering her life as well as endangering mine because I started getting emails from people like, why are you not in Maryland? And I'm like, I have never been to fucking Maryland in my life, nor would I ever want to go. But at the end of the day, that is what happens um, when you allow people to download content that is not theirs. They will redistribute it. They will use it for their own gain. They'll just turn into greedy, power-hungry people. And that's where we are now. Thank you so much for the letter. Our last and final letter. It's from a male in San Diego. He writes, Dear Jessica, do you have any advice for someone who wants to be super successful in their life? I just started my own business and I didn't realize how hard it would be. But now that I do, I am struggling to keep the same high energy feeling I had when I first started. Well, thank you so much for writing me this letter. Any advice on um, being successful? Okay, well... I'm going to say there is no right or wrong way to success. I think the worst way you could possibly become successful is off of the backs of others. But sometimes that's inevitable. So just make sure that you're not stepping on anyone too hard, right? Um, The number one thing with success that I find with successful people is consistency. It is not necessarily because you are more talented. It is not necessarily because um, your products are better, but it's just that you are consistent. And consistency with yourself, consistency will also rub off on your business. You'll then be consistent with your business. So a lot of things that you are used to doing as a normal Um, regular blowjo nine to five guy, you can't do that anymore because you're a business owner. So waking up at nine o'clock, that may not be the thing for you now. You may need to wake up at six o'clock. Do you see what I'm saying? You may need to make sure that you're making the right connections to get to where you're going. Does that mean that you're going to get there faster? No. Again, it means that you're being consistent. Are you being consistent with posting on social media? Are you being consistent posting outside of social media? Because I think the world has gotten caught up that you have to be on social media when the reality is a lot of consumers do not have social media. A lot of consumers still read the newspaper. A lot of consumers still read the back of their receipts. And a lot of um, consumers really only read the advertising that is mailed out to them and those little at-home mailers that tell you about the Roto-Rooter guy use this coupon or the hair care lady. Yeah. So just make sure that you are exploring all avenues, just not online. Also, I want to go ahead and tell you that the type of success that you want, it always requires a sacrifice. So if you want to be successful, sometimes you're going to have to replace 
those movie marathons with getting eight hours of sleep. Because if you're not eight hours of sleep on the ready, waking up at 6 a.m., ready to meditate, ready to wash your face, ready to work out, and then get going, it's going to be tough. So then you also, a big thing is you want to make sure that you replace your toxic people with inspiring ones. A big thing with social media is we have influencers on there who are just wiling out and they make you feel a little jealous or envious like I wish I had a Bentley I wish I could have a stack of cash but is it realistic and is it helping you get your goals is him flashing that wad of cash actually showing you how to get your own wad of cash if the answer is no then darling he is a toxic influence and you need to you need to unfollow him and that's really what it is social media when you become a business person it becomes more of a network right just like when you first started it was I'm gonna you know most people when they get on social media it's well I'm gonna follow all the pretty girls or I'm gonna follow all the gangsters or I'm gonna follow all the you see what I'm saying so once you become a business person it should be I'm gonna follow all the people who are within my business and then from there I'm gonna follow all of the people who I think can help me um, elevate my business and then I'm gonna follow people who I know are going to be inspiring me to continue to keep going. So that's how you would do that. So then um, another thing is you're going to have to get rid of your negative toxic friends and you're going to replace those people with mentors. And when I say negative toxic friends, I'm talking about when your friend calls you and says, hey, what are you doing? And you say, I'm working on this business. And he's like, hey, yo, fuck that business. Let's go get fucked up. Or hey, yo, fuck that business. Let's go to the mall. Or if that person, if your friend, now this is a friend, if this friend is not telling you straight up, yo, that's a good idea. Let me, do you need any help? Yo, I purchased your merchandise and I'm also telling people about your merchandise. That there is not a good friend at all. And I know you're going to say, well, nope, it's not because this is the point. You're trying to be successful. Successful people only hang out with successful people. No, that does not mean if your friend buys something that you're using him for that. If he is your friend, that money was for your for his support. That is saying I am loyal to you as a friend. I respect your hustle enough to know that you're hustling. I'm not going to take money out of your mouth because, quote unquote, I'm a friend. Because what kind of friend does that? Exactly. So that's why you're going to replace these negative toxic friends with mentors. Because a mentor is not only going to guide you on that track, but he's also going to help you make other networking connections that can get your foot in the door or get you where you need to be as far as your business and the elevation of that so then another thing is you have to replace the complaining with some gratitude and I'm gonna be honest with you this whole letter you wrote me it's a little complaining because I'm gonna tell you now there are so many people out there who wish that they had the brains the brawn to start a business and to actually cultivate it and to get it to grow. So every time you feel like, fuck this business, this business ain't doing what I wanted to do, remember that you are complaining and you need to be gracious. Because what happens is once you start being humble about your business, once you start being gracious about your business, that opens your mind up to actually have more networks and more 
um, more clear-headed conversations about what needs to change with your business and what doesn't. Because if you're constantly complaining, how can you look at the good of something? And that's how I look at it. So then you're also going to replace blaming your lack of success with being responsible for yourself, for your success, excuse me. So instead of being like, damn, I'm not successful because I'm just not supposed to be cut out for this or I'm not successful because da-da-da-da-da. That's not what you're going to say. What you're supposed to be saying is, I am responsible. I and I alone am responsible for my success in my relationships with people. I am myself responsible for my reactions in this world. I am responsible for my success. And you have to say that to yourself because the truth of the matter is you are. The only person who can get you there is you. The only person who can make you successful is you. Yes, you can have a great support system, but if you don't want to do the work, the support system will fail. So just remember that. So then another big thing is replace your alcohol with water. Stop drinking. You know, a lot of people don't think that uh, makes sense, but it does. You need a clear head at all times. You need to make sure that you're focused because any opportunity that you have to talk to somebody, that should be an opportunity for you to talk about your business. Every time somebody sees you, they should be like, oh, shit, here comes mail from San Diego ready to talk to me about that goddamn business. Girl, I don't know if I want to talk to him. Well, girl, listen to him. Oh, he got a good business. Let me check it out. Do you see what I'm saying? That's where you're going to be is be responsible for your success. Replace overthinking with action. Should I do this? Shouldn't I? Just do it. And and suffer the consequences, whether they're good or bad. Because honestly, there are no wrong or right answers when you are on the road to success. When you do something wrong, it's going to lead you to something right. And when you do something right, it's going to open another door for you to do something else right, which may lead you to open a window that made you do something wrong. But all in all, when you look at the overall picture, it's what got you to be a successful business person. So the number one thing is you're always just going to have enough light for the step that you're on. But realize, darling, that you're on a stairway and the only way you can go is up. But it's always going to be based on your action. Thanks so much for the letter. Important life lessons of 2020, babes. True love does exist. You are your soulmate's love of dreams. Tap into your inner divine guide and ignore outside chaos. Expect the unexpected without fear. The redirect, trust the redirections of the universe because it's how you're going to reach your destiny. Sometimes you just need to slow down and recharge yourself. Challenging times really do help us evolve. They are blessings in disguise. And remember, we can overcome any challenge because challenges are what? Temporary. Well, that's all the time we have. 
I need your support, Team Grabit. If you value the free and paid content that I've delivered over the years, please consider subscribing to my accounts or my official website, jessicagrabit.com today. If you're already a subscriber, now's a great time to use the tip me feature on this Anchor app, as well as the other sites that I have. Send me an Amazon gift card or refer 10 friends that you know that will benefit from my service. Remember, Every contribution, big or small, will ensure that I am able to produce content in the years to come. One day soon, this crazy era of social distancing and hunkering down at home will be behind us. And I'll be back working out at the gym at 6.30 a.m. and camming my regular 10 to 11 a.m. shift. And I know all of you are having fantasies about getting immersed in some of the out of the house activities once again. But for now, Every one of us needs alternative ways to escape, and I aim to be that escape. So long, and remember, be good or be good at it. Until next time, bye.